So I actually have some notes about this one. Not a ton, but a little bit. So this is going to be a lot quicker than last week. So last week we did the whole uh, odyssey of uh, different sketch comedy stuff. This is back on the trail of what led to Monty Python, kind of. So we watched that show at last, the 1948 show, and it had Graham Chapman and John Cleese and uh, Feldman. What's his name? Marty Feldman. Marty Feldman, right. And some uh, other dude. Right. So this is about the other dude. Like, who's that fourth guy that we've never heard of before? So his name is Tim Brooke Taylor. He was president of that Cambridge Footlights Society where John Cleese and Graham Chapman came from, and apparently their, their style of comedy kind of, to some degree, influenced Monty Python, although it seemed a lot weirder in it last the 1948 show. So, uh, and it's one of these things that's funny that we didn't know who he was, where I bet every British person ever is going to be like, you didn't know Tim Brooke Taylor? Because he was in this show after that called The Goodies, that ran from 1970 to 1982. So, like, forever. Way longer than Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, nine seasons, 76 episodes, which for a British show especially, is a lot. And all I know about it really is it's about these three guys who need money, you know, are always kind of looking for jobs, so they take these odd jobs, and uh, comedy happens. <laughs> I didn't want to look into it too much, because, you know, we're going to watch... I just found the first episode... And uh, it's one of the shows that I think almost all of them are still around. There's like an episode that is missing, maybe, but, but most of them survived, so that's good. And uh, these are the guys who introduced Eric Idle to the Monty Python crew, because he, he guest starred in one of the 1948 shows. And uh, so, yeah, that's their main connection to Monty Python, is that they, they knew half of them back in Cambridge, and then they introduced Eric Idle. So, I mean... Pretty, pretty uh, core to the Monty Python thing. But yeah, it's just, I never heard of this show ever. But if it ran for this many years and was quite beloved in, in England, it's just one of those, those cultural things. It just never came over to Canada. So we just, just don't know what it is. Mm, okay. So yeah, again, I just grabbed the first episode because I don't know. Sometimes that's, that's not always the best to start at the start because sometimes a show hasn't got its footing yet. But since I know nothing about this show, I... It's like, if the first one's there, might as well. Yeah, and sometimes you, it's not bad to see the first one to get an introduction to right. people. Yeah, another thing I thought was funny is the working title for this show before the goodies was Super Chaps 3, <laughs> which I like better. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's a good title. I guess it's still still available yeah. if anybody wants to make a show called Super Chaps 3. Uh, the the goodies th sounds kind of syrupy. Yeah, the goodies. Who knows what that means? Yeah, so I guess we'll see. The other thing that's uh, kind of sad is uh, of the three guys in this show, the this guy that we, the way we found the show, the Tim Brooke Taylor guy, he was an early COVID casualty. Because, you know, you don't really hear so much about COVID deaths now that we're in 2022. You hear about tons of people getting COVID, but it's just like a bad flu and then they get over it. But early on, it was taking people out. And uh, the other two guys are still, still kicking but covid got this poor poor fella and that's it that's really all i know about this show which again i think is probably uh another sort of emblematic thing about a show only being big in england is there just wasn't that much there you know it's like okay i'm researching the show unless i want to get into specific plot lines of the episodes like this is it <laughs> this is all i know so anyway let's check it out and see See how good the goodies is. Yeah, certainly surprising, at least, that the guy, the one guy we never heard of, 
you know, it wouldn't have been that surprising if I Wikipedia'd him and you just see, like, you know, he was on this one show and then he was just a writer in the background or something. I didn't expect him to be on a uh, national institution of a show that ran for, you know, over a decade. It's like, well, I didn't, didn't see that coming. So, yeah, to fill in this little piece of the Monty Python puzzle, The Goodies, episode one. Where did I get this from? Was this on YouTube? I don't remember if I got this on YouTube or uh, archive.org, but it's out there for anyone who wants to check it out. It's, it wasn't hard to find. I didn't really laugh very much necessarily, but I actually kind of liked that show. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of liked it too. <laughs> yeah. Like it wasn't that kind of, it was weird. It, like it, the humor wasn't like elaborate. Like they really put a lot of work into that it show. It hit you up with a lot of, uh, oftentimes comedy is the unexpected. Right. And it had lots of unexpecteds in it. Like who would have thought Prince Charles playing polo outside of the Tower of London? Who would have thought when they put the little ads in between, you know, they, they just threw those little things in, like in half a coffee cup, and it is actually a half a coffee cup. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> actually know, probably my favorite joke. Uh, I wonder too. Yeah, maybe part of it is that we've watched so many early shows. Maybe part of it is just that this is 1970. Like maybe TV's just getting more elaborate. But yeah, I was like surprised every time that there was a big elaborate set of a. Uh, you know, a torture chamber, but it had like a swinging scythe that goes back and forth and just a, a guillotine, all kinds of like unnecessary levels of detail is <laughs> kind of how I felt. Or like, and it was really propulsive, like it never was slow. Something was always they happening. Had a lot of street scenes. Yeah. And riding on that bicycle and dressed up as the beef eaters. And again, outside they had park scene. They, they had a lot of scene changes in that thing. And there really is a lot of uh, stuff that makes it feel like, because I have heard it said that like, um, you know, when you think of the 60s, you know, that stereotypical 60s stuff, the early 60s wasn't even really like that so much. It was like later. And this is, you know, 1970, still essentially the 60s, but like that, that style of music, the style of clothing, and even from a production standpoint, fast motion. Like, that is way not popular anymore. No one does that. But, but that does feel like the era. Like, whenever they were outdoors, everything moved fast. <laughs> that little fast motion. And it's just like, oh, yeah, this is kind of how things used to be, how TV used to be. So, yeah, it's weird. It's like I, I kind of, like, respect how much effort they put into that and that it clearly is not a lazy show. But I didn't really laugh that much, and I don't really think I'll watch anymore or anything. <laughs> so it's, I'm like, it's just a weird double feeling that I'm like, hey, nice, thumbs up. But but that's good. I'm I'm good. <laughs> it, was, it was very, very British. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where I was trying to think like, why don't we know this? And as you watch it more and more, it's like, oh, this is why we don't know it. It's so we had to look up the Prince Charles thing just to be sure. And yeah, like beef eaters, like so many references that they're taking for granted that are a little tough for us to pick up. And also, I just don't know that there would have been a place for this on TV, even if it weren't for all the cultural stuff. Because, like, we're a lot looser in Canada about 
nudity specifically than they are in America, but were way more uptight than this show oh, was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, well, you got to think about at the time that this was out, that Monty Python was out, uh, uh, Benny Hill was out, and Benny, Benny Hill was all oh, just... Uh, speaking of, and speaking of fast motion, Benny Hill is the king of that shit. Yeah. But also, that's what I found confusing, because it started off with, even in the theme song, it's like, the goodies, fun for the whole family, and maybe that was just meant to be a joke, but it seemed accurate at first because the first 10 minutes of the show really did feel sort of silly it feels like a silly kid show more than an adult show and then suddenly there's nudity so it's, yeah, it's like this is just so british in its dna that like that doesn't even fit in the north american airwaves where would you play this show like it's too silly to be a late night show and too full of tits <laughs> to be <laughs> like a show for kids and stuff it had that kind of dry british humor and, and not not a in-your-face stuff um so that yeah you're saying well, why are they doing that like what's that all about and yeah you had to look it up to find out what those references meant now maybe a lot of british people would obviously know that but there'd be a bunch of people who probably wouldn't know it either they don't throw it in your face they never once said that that man outside on the polo horse was Prince Charles. Yeah, where I guess they, yeah, that's again where you'd have the awkwardness of that's fine for a British audience. For a Canadian audience, they would have to mention, is that Prince Philip? Which to a British audience would feel like cloying of like, really? You got to explain yeah, that? But that. for us, even if you do explain it, we still don't really understand the context of what's going on. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, so he's into polo and they're at the, you know, r- Britishy shit like I don't yeah. know and you have to and see the British would recognize right off the bat like Buckingham Palace when he the, the rider of the horse goes into Buckingham Palace and they're standing outside it doesn't say Buckingham Palace or anything and the only reason why you know it's that is uh, the uh, guards with the big tall black hats come along and kind of tell them to get the hell out of there but don't tell them just and of course they do right. <laughs> they just take off so all extremely uh, good British references for British people and very understated. Like the, the humor is very, very low key. I mean, they had the laughing box there behind them, but right. it's very low key humor. And, but it was good. And also, yeah, really fast, which I kind of appreciate. Because even if I'm not specifically laughing, at least it's not going slow <laughs> at least even if something doesn't quite hit or doesn't quite land they're already saying the next joke which is always kind of yeah no i would watch that again yeah i mean maybe i guess if i was flipping through the channels and it was somehow on but i guess that's where we're in the the weirdness of the internet age it's so great that this stuff's available if you want to go seek it out it's there but i i probably wouldn't specifically seek out more <laughs> you know just but it's it is there though and yeah like again now that we're getting into these later eras it's not just hasn't just been eradicated from history so that's another bonus and it was very reminiscent of except it was a storyline a whole storyline for half an hour uh, it was very reminiscent of monty python that fast running the costumes the little bit of sex thrown in there uh, right so that's the part i guess yeah like when they specifically those fake commercials they put on in the middle that that's where it really felt Monty Python-y yeah. of like, yeah. But even things like them riding on that stupid bicycle. <laughs> right. And you know, blowing up the little dog and putting the sign beside it that it bites. Yeah, that kind of stuff is uh, very reminiscent of Monty Python. Yeah, and again, that's a good example of, yeah, when they park their bike, instead of chaining it up, they have an inflatable 
dog and then a sign that says it bites. And yeah, like I, it's it's less that I find it funny. It's more that I appreciate it. It's like there's so many more mm-hmm. steps that they then they they could have just not done any of that. So I appreciate yeah, that they did. Yeah, they could have just parked the bike. And what you were thinking because you saw that scene when they arrived the second time on the bike dressed up in the beef eater things i was thinking are, are they going to do the same thing but no they didn't they just parked the bike and went in <laughs> right. i also liked that um as far as like uh as far as the kind of absurdist humor that apparently came from that cambridge footlight stuff they still had that i mean stuff like inflating a dog is like just just dumb and weird but it's i like that they they did it more deadpan because that's that was my least favorite part of the finally the 1948 show is they would do the weird thing and then pull a face or make a weird noise. <laughs> These guys acted like it was completely natural to yeah. do that. Park your bike, blow up your rubber dog, and put a sign by it, and then you go. Yeah, it, which it, works it, way better. Yeah, as if, as if, sure, you would do that. Running through the park, and the guy gets caught up on the wire, and he's going around and around and around and around. It's as if, well, of course that would happen when you if you ran into a wire, which <laughs> you wouldn't. Which, of course, it wouldn't. You'd hit the ground. <laughs> uh, I guess that's neat, too, is that they're clearly sort of trying to be more sort of technologically advanced than other shows have been where stuff like at the start they had all those blue screen jokes where they keep opening the door and it's a different background and yeah the spinning around where they clearly just looped the footage over and over just little little film tricks that seem kind of primitive nowadays nowadays you could do that with your cell phone and it would probably look better but pretty like difficult back then (laughs) again way more work than necessary i guess that's one thing i was a little curious about since that's the first one i wonder if they really just because there was so many different scenes and so many visual gags and so much work put into this i wonder if it's because it was the first one or did they keep up that pace Mm -hmm. i mean i'm gonna guess they probably kept it up because again this show ran for 12 years so they did they don't feel like slackers (laughs) And, and that seems so weird like i don't know about that era specifically but generally you assume a British show is only going to run two or three seasons because that's usually what happens. And even like what Monty Python wasn't even that many, really. So for this show to go 12 years, they probably kept putting their back into it. And yeah, I, I respect it. I respect the goodies. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. And now if we're ever talking to uh, a British person of a certain age and uh, they bring up the goodies, we won't have to be embarrassed that we don't know what so it you is. know exactly what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking goodies, isn't it? <laughs> can pretend we know all about it, even though we've only seen one episode.